0: You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Minister of Social Development, Lindiwe Zulu, has called on teenage mothers to return back to school to break the cycle of poverty. She was speaking during a visit to the local Sasa office in Amakwazeni in Mpumalanga on Wednesday. Now, teenage mothers have visited the Sasa office to apply for child support grants for their newborns. For more on this, we joined on the line by the minister Lindiwe Zulu. Very good morning to you, minister, and welcome. And
1: um, a very good morning to you, and thank you for the opportunity. A uh, very good morning, and um, I was told we shouldn't be happy saying Happy New Year anymore. It finished yesterday, but I (laughs) did want
0: to say it anyway. Compliments of the season, Minister. (laughs) Now, yesterday you concluded the first visit of your outreach program in Mpumalanga province by visiting the local Sasa office. Um, What were you able to ascertain from your visit there about some of the social ills facing the community there?
1: Um, The last visit actually was to a shelter. Uh, One of the best-run shelters um, in the province uh, in particular, it is a shelter that has uh, women and children. What I was... uh, uh, What I ascertained there, which was very unfortunate also, is to find very young women who have children who have run away from abuse and are are in the shelter. But what I think was uh, more exciting for me was, firstly, their attitude towards the future of their lives, there is the skills development already in the center itself where they are being taught um, uh, to sew. They've got machines that were uh, donated to them by national lotteries, which is also very exciting that some of the money that people use to play with, we can see the results because we saw the sewing machines and a whole lot of things that are supported by national lotteries. But the one that is, continues to be disturbing, obviously, is the one of the young girls that one finds in the queues uh, coming to apply for social grant for their children. You mm. find one with the first and the second baby, but of late we're just finding one not with two or three or so babies, uh, which uh, maybe it shows that somewhere along the line, part of the campaign that is not only being run by government but campaigns that are also run by NPOs and NGOs, and also the activities in the communities of trying to get young girls and boys to appreciate the importance of not having children before they are ready, abstinence for those who can and those who are, have a strong will, but also protection uh, against uh, getting pregnant, but also against just getting many other diseases, including HIV and AIDS.
0: Now, you've also called on these teenage mothers to return back to school to break the cycle of poverty. Why that call, Minister, and and what are we seeing currently?
1: The call is due to some of us with our own practical experiences because one of the things I've said to my department is that um, if people are afraid of talking about their own experiences of having been teenage mothers. I'm not one of those people. I have to speak about the fact that I got a child at 16, which meant I fell pregnant at 15. And that was devastating for my grandparents who had been slugging it out to get me to school, to finish um, school. BUT THEN YOU ALSO EXPRESS the, opportunity, THE POSSIBILITIES OF HAVING MADE THAT MISTAKE, CORRECTING THAT MISTAKE, GOING BACK TO SCHOOL BECAUSE THAT'S EXACTLY WHAT HAPPENED WITH ME UNTIL I, I, I COMPLETED, UNTIL I, I, I WAS ABLE TO EVEN GO AS FAR AS UNIVERSITY AND COMPLETE AND GET MY MASTER'S DEGREE. SO I USE THAT AS AN EXAMPLE THAT Your mistake, first one, does not necessarily have to determine your future. You must make the decision. Also, I belong to an organization, a global one, that um, talks about She Decides. It's called She Decides. And that organization's intention is to uh, mobilize governments, mobilize communities around the issues of sexual reproductive rights and explaining what that means. But most importantly is to help teenagers, both men and women, to understand what it means, the reproductive rights, but also to focus particularly on uh, helping young girls preventing falling pregnant, because once they are pregnant, then they also think their lives have come to an end. The challenge we have here is we make that call to those that have the children who we find at SASA to say they must go back to school. But then they turn around and say, I've got a problem. I've got no one to take care of my child. Or if they have somebody to take care, then they say, no, but I can't go back to school because the school will not accept me. And it's for that reason that we're saying working together with the Department of Education, the Department of Health, and churches, traditional leaders. The Department of Social Development two years ago did have this campaign and where we went to rural areas, particularly to engage with traditional leaders, to just also talk to them because they have uh, people who believe in them as traditional leaders. But also we have, and now we have to step up the campaign around the reporting of statutory rape, the reporting about children at the age of 11, 12, 13, who are having children, Uh, Because that needs to be reported, which means that we must work with the police. But firstly, we must convince the parents and the caregivers that it's important for them to report such
0: cases. Is that the reason why we are seeing a surge in young mothers? Because over the festive period, the Department of Health reported that the that of the 1,703 babies that were born on New Year's Day at public health uh, hospitals, at least 190 of those were of teenage mothers. Um, yes, one is
1: still to look at the figures in comparative with the previous years uh, because you know figures don't lie. So it means we must step up our engagement with the Department of Health so that we get that report but also we must work with the Department of Home Affairs because the children, these young girls go to Home Affairs to get the birth certificates and all, only then do they come uh, to the Department of Social Development not only for issues of grants because we also have other social services that relate to ensuring that we, we get them to talk to um, uh, social workers, uh, because sometimes uh, these issues, you, you are, you'll you be surprised and uh, not surprised, actually, because I've been saying this, that it's not a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old that makes uh, a, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old pregnant. In many instances, we are also realizing that there are peers in the school, young boys Of the ages of um 18 19 who make these young girls uh, pregnant but it's also older men um uh, who i'm not sure what happens with them when they're not sensitive to the fact that asking themselves what would they do if that was their daughter grandfathers what do they what would they do if that was their own grandchildren so it's an entire site of us as communities as the community leaders, as political people, as the media as all, to confront this challenge because it has a negative impact on the young girls who, who then are unable um, to go back to school. And those who are able to go to school, it's difficult for them because you are in school, but you know that you left the child back home, and uh, the child is entirely dependent either on your grandparents' uh, uh, social grant all depended on the grant that is given for the child support grant. which is very little if you think about supporting a child and what it costs to bring up a child.
0: Let's stick with social grants on a separate note. Not last year, it was reported that thousands of South Africans reportedly struggled to obtain their social grants due to a SASA verification process. Has that been resolved, Minister? and what seems to be the challenge there?
1: Um, well, it has not been completely resolved. And one of the issues of resolving it is on the side of the grant recipients because sometimes they change their bank accounts and they take long to inform um, as fast as they have changed their their banking details. I see that uh, some people are saying, but that's not true. But that's a fact. I'll tell you as a fact that when I go to Belfast, the first SASA offices that I went to on arrival here where actually I found some of these young women who had come to register uh, the women that I found there were informed in October that uh, because SASA communicated in October last year that anyone who changes their their bank, banking details they must be able to let FASA know, because we wouldn't know that they've changed the banking details. And we are tightening our systems, because at the same time, we continuously get accused that we are paying people like like the, 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 the auditor general is really on our case, and rightfully so, uh, in saying that there are grant recipients who... Um, i are not supposed to get the grant, and they get the grant. And I'm sure you've been seeing in the media the discussion about supposedly ghost or dead grant recipients. I do want to also clarify this issue of the dead because, mm. one, SASA in its system will have any grant recipient will not know of immediately of the grant recipient's death until SASA gets the death certificate and the family report. What we are trying to do, which I'm emphasizing to SASA, is to say, let there be a stronger uh, technological use and connection between SASA and uh, home affairs, so that when somebody comes to home affairs and reports a death, and that death happens to be of a grand recipient, automatically that information must be able to go to SASA, because what we normally do also is to give a grace. a grant recipient dies two weeks or a week before they get their, 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 their grant. FASA would not be able to stop that grant, but also we must appreciate that stopping that grant exactly at that time might also put the family in a difficult situation because most of these uh, grant recipients, who are grandmothers and grandfathers, in most instances are the ones who use their grants to buy the food. So there's that, that short great period to get them to go and report and then uh, give us the, the 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 death certificate, tell us and, and, and give us a death certificate, a copy of the death certificate. Then we're able to then uh, make sure in the system that the grant is stopped. That's where you have maybe the 70,000 that uh, people have been talking about. And first, I did issue a statement clarifying exactly what I'm clarifying right now. What I find a little bit disturbing is just a continuous um, uh, discussion that does not take into consideration even the statements that have been made with that because then it, it creates um, some falsehoods along the way, and we keep on trying to correct that.
0: So- Departments, we understand, does sometimes work in silos, as observed in the link between Sasa and Home Affairs, as you just outlined. So what strategy, Minister, is now in place or are in the pipeline to avoid uh, these type of anomalies in the future?
1: Yes, I have. I have actually right from the beginning when I arrived here said to Sansa and my department, technology is working wonders today. Therefore, we need to go out there in the market and get that kind of technology that easily talks to each other because it doesn't have to be human beings that are talking to each other. We know as a matter of fact that some families might not even want to come immediately to Sansa to inform us of the death uh, of a, a grand recipient. So systems must talk to each other because if it's systems, chances of the systems not really catching it are very slim if you get the best technology that is available um, in the market anyway i mean because uh, the world today is driven by technology the world today is driven by artificial intelligence that is able to uh, to assist us with some of these things because it's about saving uh, the money and it's also about ensuring that you pay the right recipients at the right time as you said so that's my drive that's that's that I've been talking about not only from a point of view of uh, um, a, a SASA and Home Affairs, but um, the entire government system mm-hmm. must be able to speak to each other to avoid human errors, um, but also to uh, to ensure that you fight um, uh, this corruption in a way because it's it, it's also just unfair on the part uh, of a uh, government when you have recipients who know that the grant recipient has passed on but they're not uh, giving that kind of information. So to avoid that human error sometimes or the deliberate uh, human beings not telling the truth, we have to use technology.
0: That was Minister of Social Development, Lindy Wesulu. You can find SFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide.